Conscious Collaboration brings together entrepreneurs, change makers, and thought leaders. We aim to highlight the people that embody the idea of aligned mind, body, and business. Each week, we share, discuss, and learn from the various experiences and ideas of our guest experts. Through our discovery, we find a path to an aligned mind, body, and business. Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Emily. And I'm Michelle. And we're the Conscious Collaboration. What is up, everybody? Welcome to our show today. We have some awesome guests today that we're super happy about. Um, Our very own St. Pete girl bosses. Um, How's everybody doing? Good. Hi. Good. Yeah. Busy, busy, but good. Always, always. Awesome. Well, I'm going to tell um, our audience a little bit about you guys. So Sandy Bean, Taylor Adams, and Jennifer Ozark are the trifecta of Global Girl Boss and the inaugural chapter that started it all, the St. Pete Girl Boss. Together, they're building a space and community for female entrepreneurs to vibe, share knowledge and events, and support each other towards success in their ventures. So welcome ladies to the show. Again, we're so happy to have you. So I think we're going to start out with just like a little synopsis of, you know, how you met, how this came about. Um, because I know the girl boss group is growing tremendously, but it's still very new. So, um, Sandy, do you want to start us out with how'd you guys meet? We met, well, I started the group in January um, and I had already known Jen because I had done marketing on the 600 block in St. Pete and she is, owns a um, really cool gift shop gallery and coffee shop on Central. And so I knew her and when I, I went into business for myself because I was a public school teacher for gosh, almost 20 years, I started a gift and enrichment center and I was like, well, I have lots of questions. <laughs> I don't know anything about this whole like business thing. Um, and I'm a very flowy person. So it was like, mm, maybe I need something. And so um, in my quest for finding mentorship, I didn't find anything that really resonated or was satisfying. So I started the group and then I added the like 10 people I knew in the area because I'm not really from here originally. Um, and Jen was one of them. So maybe like two or three weeks in, we ended up getting together, um, and having coffee at Chris lip. And then she was like, well, you know, I totally would love to get involved. And I was like, absolutely. So we tossed around having meetings and she's like, well, let's have them, you know, here at my coffee shop. And I'm like, that's great. So we just were rolling with it there. And then Taylor, um, I guess overheard me talking about the girl bosses after a coffee one day. And as it started to explode, I needed some support as, um, you know, the administrator of the group. And so I brought Taylor in on that end and Jen started to get more involved on sort of the back end stuff, a lot of like business planning, because we sort of retroactively had to put in a a structure because it wasn't ever really, it wasn't founded with the intent for it to go where it went, but I'm so happy and blessed that it did, but it was almost like, okay, guys, like this is turning into something else. So why don't we like organize it? (laughs) And we were like, okay. So it was really beautiful because we all have different skill sets. Um, so to come together and, and have the support has been really nice. 
So Taylor, you were just hanging out in the coffee shop. You didn't know them. And then you're like, Hey, can I join your group? Yeah. So, so when I moved here in, I think 2019, um, Jen's coffee shop was one of the places I just felt really attached to. I was always trying to go somewhere else besides home to do any work I had to do. Um, the joys of working from home, you can kind of be anywhere. So most of the time I was at her shop and I just, my ears perked up one day hearing someone talk about something cool and female related. Um, later finding out that was more than likely Sandy with someone else. (laughs) Um, and so I invited myself as this eavesdropper and just (laughs) inserted myself into everyone's comments and, tried my best to connect with people and start conversations and, um, ended up collaborating with Sandy on an event, I think in March. And then from there she was like, Hey, help me do this thing. And, and maybe do this thing. And I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll do the things. And then, and then it just happened to be this giant empire that has been created. That's awesome. That's such a cool story. So Jen, how long have you, um, had the merchant, which is your, your business and it's Chris lip is your coffee shop. Yes. Uh, the merchant, which is like a art gallery of 80 local artists and makers, um, that launched in 2018 after I finished the government and teaching, um, and then I opened the Chris Lip Cafe. Uh, we moved the merchant. We were on the 600 block, but we had an opportunity to get into the historic arcade along Central. And uh, so we signed the lease a month before COVID hit. And then COVID hit. And we thought we were going to have all this help moving, getting our whole shop and coffee shop situated. And um, no one could help us, obviously, because the whole city was in the shutdown. So my husband and I, you know, spent the whole month of, half of March and April, just moving our shop over and then starting to build our cafe. And then we officially opened the cafe in uh, June of 2020. Wow. So little did you know, less than a year and a half later, you were going to build this giant group and (laughs) all of these things were going to happen. That's so cool. So we, um, we've done, actually, we just did a part two episode that's getting ready to come out. We like to talk about, you know, your first year in business and all the, all the things, the good, the bad, you know, the great, um, obviously some of you have been in business longer than a year, but for the girl boss group, how has that first year? Cause you're what, um, seven, eight months in now, or almost a year. Yeah. In? Seven months. So how has that, um, kind of evolved and, and, and been for you through, through this first year, I know it's been a bit of a whirlwind and Jen, I don't know if you want to weigh in on that. Yeah, sure. I can start it. Um, again, kind of comparing where I was with my other businesses to this one. Um, and again, like Sandy said, we didn't, we weren't thinking like, oh, let's create a business. Let's go ahead and do this. Um, but it really became like a, a light bulb, um, like epiphany kind of moment as every week we would sit in coffee and we would listen to women talk. And especially again, like that first year struggle, you know, like getting into business and the do's and the don'ts and the pitfalls and what you, you know, what you need to know and listening to other women 
um, describe their situations or going into business for the first year or what have you. Um, you know, it kind of just became an idea that dawned as we came along that this is just much more, like Sandy said, than just a, a networking group. Like this is something that, you know, is really a business that we can build from our knowledge and our experience. And the gift of our group, like the difference I noticed between being a business owner on myself when I first opened is I didn't have anyone to ask questions to. It was really just all of myself trying to figure it out, trying to research it. I mean, I taught students how to be entrepreneurs and when I opened the Entrepreneur Academy in Clearwater Central Catholic. Um, so I had some good education and knowledge behind it, but really no one to ask questions to. And like the gift of this group is as we were meeting people in these coffee meetings, now we have some of the best of the best in all of their fields. So it doesn't feel so alone anymore. Like we can go and ask like, hey, I'm looking for this or hey, I need this. And, you know, we're getting educated ourselves and um, and then helping other local businesses, women owned businesses, too, when we're using them and they're helping us with our services. Yeah. So essentially, it sounds like your first year as a girl boss group is really centered around helping others in their first years basically is what That's it exactly is. what I was thinking. Everybody's just in yeah. their first years. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, but it's been, it's been interesting because we have some very established bosses that need support in areas that are maybe not in their zone of genius, or maybe they feel isolated or, and what we keep hearing, even from people who've been in business forever is that, you know, we've joined a lot of networking groups, but this is just different. So they want to come in and mentor. They want to come in and teach. They, you know, it's, it's been all sorts of, of different things, you know, cause Jen is an established business owner. Like she certainly mm-hmm. can network with the best of them, but it offers something I think different to, cause everybody's at their different stage of growth, you know, and, and it's cool to watch, um, you know, uh, you know how your needs evolve and it's cool to watch people who have had already met a need mentor people who are at that point and vice versa. So that's, that's been kind of a, a neat, you know, synergistic thing that's going on. So we've definitely inadvertently, I guess, <laughs> supported so many different people in different businesses. It's been super cool, but we like for us, it just is almost like, wait, what, like what we have, what now, who, who wants to work with us now? Who wants to help us out now? Who's joining our group now? Literally like, we text each other when we get cool people. <laughs> Taylor's like, did you see we had an Enneagram coach? I'm like, Oh, let's go in or I'll text Jen and be like, we had the owner of this shop join. And we get so excited, you know, um, cause not everybody that applies, you don't approve them all. They have to be, we have to be able to vet them at least to some degree to, and, um, it's yeah. It's wonderful. I used to know almost everybody that came in and now I'm like, that's too many. (laughs) Yeah. How could you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We know a lot, but yeah. So something else that we've talked about a lot lately, and I've seen you touch on in the group as well. um, And I'm interested to get a gauge from you guys at your different levels of experience is that imposter syndrome that inevitably (laughs) creeps in. Um, Cindy, do you experience imposter syndrome? How often are, do you have triggers and what do you do about it? Um, this is something actually that's near and dear to me because I work primarily um, with, well, middle school students and then gifted students. And I've taught college students as well. And one of the things that comes up with a lot of people who are highly intelligent, like there's this joke that everyone that's at Harvard thinks they're the one that got in by mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the, the further up you go from like the norm, mm-hmm. 
um, the more that that tends to kick in, right? So yeah. it's something that I think all of us who have done something on our own that aren't following the pack that are like, I guess, trailblazers, I guess, for lack of a better term, or visionaries, you, you're taking the first steps. So you're like, oh, am I, am I wrong? Like nobody's going this way, you know? So you are naturally, because you're standing out because you're a little bit different because that's who you are. That is a natural response, isn't it? Because humans are, we're, we're um, especially women, very tribal and group oriented, like on a very basic, almost neurological level. Like if we don't fit in, then, oh my God, like a dinosaur is going to eat us or whatever. But, <laughs> you know, so that's, that's a new one. T-Rex. It, we were worried about the cardboard I mean, box, but <laughs> right. now we got so dinosaurs. It, I, mean, I don't even think they coexisted with humans, but you know what I'm saying? So it's just one of those things that like, you know, it's a natural response when you don't feel like you're going with the pack, like, oh no, you know, like something is wrong. And so um, I would say that I deal with it all the time. I love to, well, first of all, I mean, if I'm having those moments, Jen and Taylor and I text each other and I'm always the one that's like, I'm feeling crappy, please help. And you know, Taylor's like the best cheerleader, like ever. And so is, and Jen is like, listen, you've got like, they have different personalities that are both so nurturing and supportive. Like they sort of hit you at both ends. So always having somebody who believes in you is important, but I think without the peace that you do for yourself, people can talk, you know, say positive things to you all day long. I think it goes down to like adding, understanding your value system and understanding how you're pursuing that is really what gets me over the hurdle and what I've taught kids and college students too is like what your why because if you understand why you're doing what you do because you love it because it fills you up because you're helping people it doesn't have to be external it can be selfish like because I like looking good that's why I do mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. or whatever is if you understand that then it allows you to breathe into that imposter syndrome and go yeah you know what maybe this is a mess or maybe I'm not doing it right but I believe in it because of this. So I'm just going to get through it one day at a time. Mm. Um, there's a great thing that I'm trying to th- untamed who wrote, was it Glennon Doyle who wrote untamed. And she said that when she would meditate, she would ask the universe to show her the next right step, mm. not the end goal, but like what's mm-hmm. the next step on the path. And so when I start to feel overwhelmed, like, who am I to do this? You know, and all of the mantras and all the journaling and all of the tarot cards I pull for myself aren't helping. I remember why I do it. And I say, okay, God, you know, what's the next thing I need to do? What's the phone call I need to return? And maybe sometimes it just means checking out, but you know, it's that idea of understanding the root of your, of your cause that keeps you anchored so that if you're floating away, you don't float too far. Well, and that's great that you're bringing up, you know, all of your uh, sort of self-care practices. Mm-hmm. The entire premise of this podcast is actually about aligning mind and body practices with our business practices, that there's no separation that, you know, if if one element is lagging, it will carry over into the other elements inevitably. So um, Taylor, do you have any specific mind and body practices that you turn to that help you with maybe imposter syndrome or that just help you to um, carry on and, and, and show up every day and do all the things you need to do? Yeah, a lot of that for me comes from mainly just being outside. Like I'm a huge fan of just being in like the fresh air grounding, especially Um, since being a part of this group, I've actually, I think opened up a lot more to just the simple things like yoga and just like different types of movement and, um, (laughs) and just, you know, meditation, things like that. I, 
I was always interested in it. And then just being around this like energy and group of women that are so like, they build their whole lives around it and their whole businesses around it. And they just like, they couldn't live without it made me very interested in stuff like that all over again. Um, but definitely like journaling, being outside has been a huge help for one, when I get overwhelmed and two, when I just need to, to clear everything out for a second and kind of reset, um, because back to imposter syndrome a little bit, that's definitely something that I struggled with before this group kind of, um, at the start of this group, actually, I don't think I've ever mentioned this to Sandy or Jen actually, but (laughs) I think when I first joined the group and I was kind of getting into things, I automatically kind of went back into like the little sister role. Like I was like, I just want to be everyone's little sister. Like, I'm just here. Like I'll support Mm -hmm. you. Like I got my like cheerleader pom-poms. And I think gradually as I got to know everyone in the group and just kept being around everyone and being more involved, it kind of helped me get out of that little sister role and feel like, okay, so like I have an actual chair at the table. Like I don't, I don't need a high chair. I'm not like the little one, like the young one in the background, just like helping. I have my own seat. Um, so that voice too. Yeah, exactly. And that's, um, I come from a big family too. So even having like the voice out there can sometimes be a struggle, but I mean, this group has helped in more ways than one. And those are just a few. Yeah. So the group itself is one of your mind body practices. Exactly. That's really cool. I love going outside too to like ground and center. And that always seems to bring me some more clarity when I'm like, okay, how do I, how do I approach this? How do I do this? Um, what about you, Jen? Do you have any go-tos as far as mind and body practices that keep you sane? (laughs) Uh, for myself, um, this is something that I'm kind of working on a little bit. It's a newer thing for me. Um, the mind body thing, because I've always been very regiment at work from my military and federal government, you know, Department of Justice, really Mm -hmm. corporate job. So Mm -hmm. there was work me and then there was me, me and I've never and being a Libra. um, I've always always felt off balance that I had to be two different people. Mm -hmm. And so my journey right now um, is trying to meld those two people into one and to be able to, like, I feel like I'm kind of a decapitated head sometimes. Like I'm all, <laughs> I'm, all I'm all like making sure that everything is working how it's supposed to be. And so uh, actually one of the global girl bosses, uh, Sandy Sembler has a program called sacred. She, mm-hmm. and it's really a lot about like female embodiment. And um, like, I have a very masculine, energy when it comes to work um, and when it comes to how I show up and what I want people to think about me. Um, And so now like my real work is again, like bringing feelings into my body, um, using some of these practices that I've learned in the sisterhood. I mean, of course there's like the meditating and the yoga. I'm kind of big, like what Taylor said, like for me, I need to be outside. And if I can Mm -hmm. be near water, like if I can be near a creek or a stream or the ocean or even my pool, or when it first rains out, there's something I, since I was a child, uh, we had woods in the backyard in a creek and that's where I always went, you know? So my real work now is being able to balance my body and my life and my mind 
and kind of bring it all together. So like, that's like kind of my big work I'm working on right now. And have you found so far that um, allowing for some of that more feminine energy to enter into your uh, business life has improved the way you show up in business? I think it has. Um, Like I said, when we do like Friday morning or coffee meetings, I mean, there's something if I'm like not feeling like going in the morning or I'm like, you know, maybe my energy is not good when I go to the, with the group and I'm with all of these other women, just like looking at them and listening to their stories and just watch. I like to watch a lot, like kind of watch what they're doing, the interactions and stuff. Um, it really does connect me in a way where, again, I went to like mean girl middle school, um, you know, <laughs> so I was always like super not trusting with women. I grew up with mostly boys and then my military and government job was all IT, mostly all men. Mm-hmm. And um, women relationships with me are something that, um, you know, I've always like, I don't like a lot of drama. I don't like talking about other people and negative things. But when I found this group where everyone's inspiring and they're manifesting and they're talking about growing and inspiration, um, that like feeds my soul because they're like-minded people to me. Um, so, but I have found being in this group and doing this and, and working to like, try to bring my feminine energy in, maybe like chill out my type A personality a little bit, like allowing other people, because I've never had a partner, like really partners in business so much before. And so giving them space to, to do their, what they're good at and not feeling like it's all on me. Like, I, I love that like Sandy is so great at certain areas. Taylor is so great at certain areas. And there's times I'm like, oh my God, thank God they're good at that because I don't want to have to be great at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get back, do my thing and let them- I love that so much. Yeah. yeah. Play, Jim, play to hearing? each other's strengths. Exactly. And yes. it's, it's nice because Jen's right. Like I have my control freak things um, that are from different. I was not in the military and I'm very flowy, but like there's times where I'm like, I must do it. And I think it just comes from, you know, I think we all develop sometimes as women, not all of us, but many of us who grew up in environments where, you know, people were busy or there just wasn't anybody really to support us that we have decided that we have to do everything because otherwise it's right. not going to get done. So, so therefore I will do it all. Um, and it's nice to know that if you delegate, things will get accomplished. Um, it's nice to know, just know that, you know, you don't have to have the skill set in every way and still, um, you know, things will get, will get accomplished. It, it's nice to be able to operate. And I mean, truly there was going to be things that we'll just outsource entirely because none of us really want to do it, like constantly making, you know, social media posts or whatever. But I think that we have long conversations about operating in our zone of genius and who's good at this and who wants to touch that. And um, I think having partners that are different than me has allowed me to get better at having conversations about like, you know, and being honest with myself about what I want to do and what I don't want to do. And, you know, giving away, giving credit where credit is due, which I love doing, but it's just nice to be able to say, okay, like there's people that that have my back and it's safe. You know, it's really like, that's what it comes down to is it's safe to have hard conversations. It's safe to feel like people have your back. It's it's safe to receive. Um, And for me, that's been hugely healing to have these women in my life. Mm -hmm. I think that's really, it's really cool um, because it's kind of like a reflection of the three of us with the conscious collaboration, because I can relate so much to Jen. I am, so I'm still, you know, my journey is building a business as I'm transitioning out of corporate, very type A, very scheduled and, you know, trying to transition out of that and be more flowy. And then I think Emily is, 
very much go with the flow, very flowy. And then Lisa's kind of in the middle and keeps us both kind of in check. So like having the three separate personalities, um, really complement each other. And as I'm hearing your stories, I'm just seeing a reflection of girl bosses with conscious collaboration, you know, uh, bosses, I guess you could say in a way. Um, and it's really, really neat, uh, to listen to. So I, I did want to ask one other question with Jen, do you have, um, imposter syndrome ever or with your businesses or have you had imposter syndrome? Um, I have in the, in the past, um, I learned really early though in the military, there was really great lessons. Like I remember doing like really important work, but, and I'd feel like I'm not really like, I don't really know as much as I, these other people know. And I had a chief uh, who uh, really always told me, fake it till you make it, believe you can make it and you're going to make it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just like walk the walk, talk the talk, learn what you need to learn and that you're not an imposter. Everybody had to learn from somewhere. And so, and he was really big about that. And it kind of, I was so young, it just embedded in my brain, but there are still times where I'll be like, you know, do I deserve all of this? And, and um, you know, but then I look at it like for me, like why this business is amazing is that it like with my current business, it helps other artists and makers and they make money. And with this business, it allows us to help so many different people. So kind of like what Sanya went back to is the why, you know, like, why are we doing this and what good does this benefit people other than myself? Um, and so for that, it's like, I, I don't have to even think about that kind of stuff anymore. Cause like, I think like we've, like I've learned as I've gotten older, I'm probably, I'm older than the, I'm the oldest of this group. Now I'm the, the grandma and <laughs> I'm the grandma is the mom. And, um, you know, but I think for me, it's like, you know, as I've gone through like the last, you know, 10 or 15 years and changing careers, um, you know, I've just kind of learned, like, if you believe in yourself and you're willing to learn more, you know, you don't have to be at the highest level of everything. Like, I'm not the best business owner that ever earned. I'm not the best art gallery person that there ever was. And I'm okay with that. I'm learning and doing what I love. And again, like the nice thing about our group, like Sandy, is it is we can pick our board of directors. We can pick our amazing, like our, the best attorney. We can use our best accountant, the best webmasters. Like I want people to be better than me and I'm not embarrassed that they are anymore. You know? So like once I was able to like, let my ego go in that way where I didn't have to feel like I had to be the best at certain things. And then it really allowed me like, I, why do I even, like, I don't even care. Like it became a thing. Like I just not something it doesn't come up anymore, but Again, I've, I've been around, so. Yeah, Jen, I love what you're saying and what you're saying resonates so much with what we discuss on a regular basis about really being authentic in who you are. And like Sandy says too, you're, you're a zone of genius. What's really beautiful and what I'm hearing overall and what I've witnessed in person is that you're able through your authenticity to attract in the right community. So mm-hmm. it's not like you're asking specifically for other trifectas or other spiritually minded women or other people who be open-minded to different business practices or being visionaries. You're attracting them in naturally without a billboard. That's just standing in your power. So that's really, really beautiful. And we really like to talk about the concept of, um, and it's a two-folded concept, right? So Um, Let that marinate for a little bit. The second part of it here is relationships, okay, and helpful people energy and the power that comes combining that authenticity with the right people around you, right? 
the power in, in creating your own, um, you know, stand-in board of directors, your own board, your committee, the people who are going to be good guides for you, good mentors and good students. Um, so tell me, first of all, um, do you do you have any concept in how um, manifestation might have had, um, because I heard you say some things in regards to synchronicities and intuition. Can you tell me what part manifestation practices might have paid, played in um, this concept? I had a download um, probably last year to start a group, um, which is kind of funny. Um, you guys know Kimberly Penrose. She's a friend of ours. And, and I remember saying something to her about a year before I started this group. Like, I think I need to start a group, but I wanted to start it with somebody because I didn't feel comfortable doing it myself. Right. So I, I remember working, I had like a rock bottom just maybe two or three years ago where I had so much to, to work on and got into like Abraham Hicks. And then that led to, you know, a lot of other things, um, and sort of developed my own manifestation practice. And so I knew that if I felt into something that it would just sort of like, there's nothing to solve, right? It just kind of happens that if you just envision success in whatever way, and you get out of your own way, and you know, it has to come to you. So I knew that if I didn't feel right starting it, then it wasn't quite right. Um, and I just journaled about it and journaled about it. And then when it happened in January, I remember seeing very clear, like knowing very clearly that I needed a safety net, that I needed a, um, a support system. So for me, the manifestation process starts with feeling like I'm worthy of something and all the unblocking that goes along with that. So I think the buildup from feeling like called to start something, I spent some time like working with my therapists and coaches and things really deciding like that I was worthy to have a group of friends that I was worthy of, you know, being in the business community, like that's okay. Like I am actually a business owner. So all of that unblocking process and then going, okay, I'm ready now. Let's exhale. I think just brought it in. Um, naturally. But for me, the manifestation process always starts with, if I can't identify clearly what it is, or if it feels yucky to me, like, on a, like I'm a, a sacral manifesting generator. So if it feels yucky to me in my body in any way, or I can't see it clearly, because I'm a pretty specific manifester, I know I have subconscious unblocking work I need to do. Um, and so I do. And then once that happens, you can kind of see your way. And I loved what was it, Emily, were you the one that said, if there's yucky stuff sticking, it's going to affect you everywhere. So mm -hmm. really being able to clean house and being like, okay, I'm dealing with BS over here and over here. Well, that's what's impacting me here. So what am I not making space for? What am I hanging on to? What's an energetic albatross around my neck? Um, and that's a daily process, right? As you get through things. But I think mm -hmm. just for the inception of this, um, feeling worthy of a community, I think, was a huge thing for me. Mm -hmm. And Jen, how about you? Uh, you were talking a lot about that self worth before we got into um, into this discussion. Did you in, uh, recognize any manifestation or attracting in these relationships that are showing up today? Um, yes, it's actually, this is like one of my Sandy knows this. This is like one of my favorite topics ever. I love it. And, hey. uh, like it's things where like again, like this. I didn't have any of this knowledge in like my twenties or my third, it probably didn't come until maybe late thirties. And, um, someone had mentioned an Abraham Hicks type of thing, like Sandy mentioned. And I started listening to it and started kind of reading, like listening about this law of attraction. And it was such a beautiful moment in my life. And I think it happens with everyone. Once they do understand that they manifest everything. And that includes the bad shit. Mm -hmm. um, the bad boyfriend, like, okay, no, like I'm the one that's going to change this bad guy. And like, we've all been there, you know? And so for me, like 
I love the power it gave me to, to know, like, can't go around blaming my life or my circumstances on other people. Like I want to take the ownership in those things, you know, and then also to be aware that there are signs that tell you, Hey, slow down. Hey, this isn't right for you. And then there are signs like, you know, Sandy said about a download, um, probably about maybe about two months ago, like as we were building the business and then we were talking about a nonprofit, I literally had like just insane downloads and like so much. I've never had it like that. I've had ideas, but like literally like it was all night long. I almost couldn't stop it. So I'm like, all right, let it flow. I don't care if I'm up all night. Like I just wanted this to be revealed to me of like, you know, like what this, what this is, because in my business, I got to the point People are working for me now. I have full-time staff. And I know I'd even talk to, I think Sandy and I think Taylor probably knows this, but I got really talk, thinking about like, okay, what now? Like, you know, I don't want to only sell art and coffee my whole life. I'm like, you know, what's the purpose of all the education and all of my experience? And like, I want to be able to use my knowledge to put into something. And then, and then this happened and it was just like, a blessing, a gift, um, and then seeing how it could be used to help others like here and nationwide and worldwide. And just the ideas like are all over the place that we have of like an impact that we can have helping, you know, people who are interested in business and um, in, in giving them like, again, we try to do manifestation classes. We want to do more of those, me and Sandy do. And even with young girls, bringing them in at a young age to let them understand that they are in control you know, of, um, you know, dealing with their emotions and, and how they manifest things like, you know, a lot, you can't just say, Hey, you wake up one day. Oh, tomorrow I'm going to go win the lottery for a million dollars. Cause if you don't believe it and you haven't learned how to manifest, you, you can't do that. But if you can say, Hey, I'm going to build this business. And my next step I need to focus on, there is a next step to take, you know, mm-hmm. but then allowing those things to come to you as well, you know, where you put focus and some concerted effort but then you allow the universe to bring you what you need. It's kind of really what happened with, with Sandy and Taylor. Yeah, and yeah. So Jen, one um, evidence that I see in your manifestation abilities is standing in that long line at the beginning of a Friday morning waiting for coffee. Mm-hmm. And I think we we showed up at one of the earlier coffees um, and, you know, we got in, we had standing room, you know, we were able to chit chat. We were you know, elbow to elbow, but, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago we were out the door and around the corner and chit-chatting in line, uh, before we even made it. So the place holds a certain energy too, in which you're extending your energy. Um, that's one thing that Michelle and I, um, examine in feng shui is that extension of our energy into the space. And we've seen that evident as well in Emily's location with the studio. Mm-hmm. So being that, um, containing that energy and that attraction power, um, to, do you see that show up as well in, in garnering some of the people that have come into the group? Yeah, I would say, I definitely think so. Um, you know, cause again, I think like, and, and Sandy's really good at this and Taylor is really good at like being vulnerable and being showing who they are as people and sharing that with other mm-hmm. people. Like, you know, for me, I was not very verbal about that, but when I created the space, I just wanted it to feel different. And I wanted to feel mm-hmm. where you can just come in and sit around forever and look yes. around and- it feels like home. It. Yeah. It's yeah. Like I just wanted the energy to feel comfortable and fun mm-hmm. and eclectic and a little, 
you know, not, you know, not, not matchy matchy, you know, just it works. Yeah. a little different, <laughs> yeah. you know, very inspirational and, and eclectic. And I think it shows up in the people that you've, um, you know, you've attracted into the group. Taylor, um, does any of this resonate with you in terms of your manifestation beliefs or practices? Yeah, I think it does. I think I have become more in the building phase of my manifestation, kind of seeing how it, I don't know, almost seeing is believing kind of thing. Like I see how, how passionate and how much it's worked for like Sandy and Jen, for instance. And it just makes me believe in myself a little bit more as cheesy as that sounds. Um, and so I find myself going around like, um, for instance, my boyfriend and I have this like dream that we want to live down by Vinoy Park. And so when we're every time we're down there, we're like, yeah, let's just head on home. Let's just like walk over there, like back to our apartment, whatever. Um, but like little things like that, I just find myself um, believing it more. And that's that's kind of how it's it's gotten me to uh, believe in myself more, I guess. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but, um, and certainly by the way, like just watching you on zoom talking, you just glow, you light up when you're talking about <laughs> the group. Um, and I know you mentioned you had like a little sister vibe early on. Um, but I do, um, see, and I have experienced your shift into also being, um, you know, a, a guide or a leader to, a lot of the women within the group, um, as well as Jen and Sandy. So it's really cool to see each of you standing in your own power and attracting, um, and helping others through your, um, through, through your vulnerability and where you are. Um, it's really, really beautiful. So thank you for creating that. It's a nice, safe atmosphere. I've seen no interpersonal conflicts. Um, and I'm sure they might be happening behind the scene, but certainly they're not visible within the group, which is very challenging in a group of how many right now? We're not almost 1800, 1800. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. of women, and we're talking about mean girl. Um, (laughs) um, I haven't seen, I haven't seen any mean girl, uh, anything show up, um, not in line. I've seen, um, you know, people, out and about as we're ordering coffee. Hey, are you in girl boss? So you're getting your coffee to go to the meeting. So, exactly. it's, you know, it's, it is contagious. So congratulations on creating that atmosphere. Um, before we wrap it up, I want to talk about relationships and Taylor, you were talking about, um, you know, your, you and your boyfriend, um, sharing in that idea of creating a future and manifesting something through getting in that, that energy as if, um, so, Tell me about how your relationships have shifted since the inceptions of your business. Um, how are they showing up differently today? And have you noticed any patterns? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, my my relationships have changed, I think, drastically because I feel like I never have a shortage of things to tell people. Like every time something happens, every time we have ideas, every time I leave a coffee, I... I want to call my dad. I want to call my boyfriend. Like I want to, I'm on the phone with Sandy or Jen, like just talking about it. I mean, you mentioned that I, that I light up talking about the group and like, I feel that in my body too. And that's kind of what kept me around in the group. Um, it just feels like the first few meetings at Jen's shop were just electric. Like it was, it was just nuts. Like I'd never, I've never been around entrepreneurial energy, um, really growing up. 
And it was an energy I didn't really know knew existed because I I was just, I was never around it. And I, I'm also a manifesting generator, as Sandy said, uh, as most of us probably are. And I never really knew that that could be like a really badass thing because I was always confused growing up that like, why do I like 7 million things? Why can't I just like, one yeah. of them? <laughs> and it just, it frustrated the hell out of me. Cause I was like, well, I don't want to go to college because I don't want to pick one thing. And I don't want one job. I want seven. Like I, and I don't want to be this for the rest of my life, but maybe for two months and then I'll just pick something different. But that never felt like it was correct because it was not the advertised path. Mm -hmm. And so finding the group, I was like, okay, well, if I want to, you know, water my plants for a living, I could do that if I wanted to, because anyone can do anything because that's the whole group's intent. Um, And it was just, it was super empowering. And I think that turning that back to my relationships, like people can feel that. Like, I just, I feel my, my family and my friends are just as excited as I am for like the things that I'm creating with these two. And it's just, it's super cool to just have something that you want to share with the people that you care about literally all the time. Like I never want to stop talking about it. (laughs) It's ridiculous. (laughs) Oh, it sounds like you have such wonderful people around you. We've, we've done some talking and we've experienced some people talking to us about how sometimes starting a business relationships fall away. Have any of you noticed that trend in anyone within the group or yourself? No, not really. I mean, it's really, for me, it's just me down here, like with my kids. So I don't have like a, I mean, my mom is here, but she's my ride or die. So I don't think she's going anywhere, but, um, (laughs) I think if, if it does, if it has fallen away, um, it's more a a matter of, I'm not great at, like Taylor said, like, I'm so in love with this group and everything that it it stands for that I spend an inordinate amount of time working, (laughs) like, cause it doesn't feel like work to me. I'm on my phone. I'm sending emails, you know, and working on, you know, Taylor and I have foster kids stuff we're working on and, you know, branding things. And it just, I'm so excited. I think that I could do a better job possibly slowing down and taking time for other people, my friends and things like that. Um, but that's not to say that they don't feel the energy and get excited about it and, and things like that. Um, you know, my kids wish I didn't work so much, but <laughs> I just bring them with me sometimes. Um, but I think that, when you are in something that's so exciting, it's sometimes important to witness like, you know, what if this is me and what if this is work? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. But this, this business is so deeply aligned to like my, Mm -hmm. my gene keys, my, just who I am that I, it doesn't ever, it doesn't, I doesn't feel like I have a job. Does that make sense? Like Jen and Taylor are, they're my friends. Like we're just hatching something that's cool. It's like a project, like your hobby and and we integrate our kids into it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's how it feels. And so when you ask, like if, when people are like, oh, you're an entrepreneur, I'm like, but am I? Like, I mean, I like make friends. (laughs) Like, I don't know. So I think that probably happens when people get so deep into something that it begins to erode away at who they are. But when you're in your space and you are who you are, I think like Taylor and like Jennifer, like you get so lit up. The people that are your people are so here for it. Um, 
that it's, it's hard to, to look at it any other way. I think, honestly, I'm one of those people that's like, if it goes, let it, if it comes, let it, like mm-hmm. it happens for you, not to you, you know? So if, if these are my people for this season, then I'm grateful for it, you know? So you mentioned your kids. Um, there's a, a few of us here that are also mom bosses. <laughs> so how are you managing having, you have four children? Mm-hmm, four, yeah. Oh, well, my two are, my older I have one that's 23. He lives in Salt Lake City. And then my 19-year-old has some significant um, health stuff that she deals with. So I do a lot of her appointments and stuff with her. Um, You know, uh, it gives me flexibility. Like I can go to Madison's appointments with her. Everybody, you know, I can take everybody to therapy, pick up, drop off. Like Taylor and Jen know like when car line is, (laughs) like I'm on the phone. It allows me the flexibility to do be there like physically present for them. Um, it does take me, I have to be disciplined with myself about like, I've got to, you know, pay attention and stuff. But I think that all in all, it's made me a better parent and more tuned in parent because I'm happy because I feel aligned with what I'm doing. And because I can be flexible, I can be like, yo, I'm going to Disney world for two days. So just text me. And I'm able, I'm able to do that. And as, as we become more successful, we'll have more resources to be able to outsource a lot of the stuff that maybe takes up a lot of time. I, cause my younger ones are girls, my three, and I want them to see that they don't have to do something just because somebody says that they have to do it a certain way. I want them to be like, that's, you made that that's yours. I want to make that. I want to do that thing. So, um, I want to inspire them to, to be that, that person. So I think that by bringing them along, by them seeing me work, all of that stuff, um, I think it, it helps. However, and I could be a better example when it comes to like eating regular meals and putting away my laundry and things like that. But, you know, <laughs> but I just integrate them. Like we just integrate them. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that so much. Yeah. So what's next for St. Pete girl boss? You dropped some hints. So world much. takeover. Jen, you want to talk about the space? Yeah. <laughs> world, world domination. Jen, yes. you want to talk about the space? Yeah, we've been looking at a couple of different spaces in St. Pete for like a collaborative studio workspace. It's going to be like um, our educational center um, that we want to have. Um, so we've looked at two places in St. Pete and we're going to look tomorrow with um, um, one of the girl bosses who is an architect and a designer. Um, and so we sh- the one was approved. Um, and we're waiting for the final approval on the second one so we can make a good decision about that. Um, but the purpose of the space really is to have a women's only co-working space um, that people can come to. We can collaborate, have ideas. We want it to almost have a social club feel to it. We don't want it to feel officey. We want it to feel like, you know what? I don't want to sit and work on my couch today. I want to go and hang out with some girls. I'm going to work a little, chat a little. Because, like, again, we don't have coworkers. Um, and the space will also have, like, an educational center where our other women entrepreneurs will be able to hold space and hold classes and courses. We have an entrepreneur academy um, that we want to launch. We want to launch a program for girls, again, like, where they kind of come in and they learn about being an entrepreneur and they learn um, positive um lifestyles and positive ways of dealing with their emotions and their feelings and um, helping them ideate and be creators. Um, so we have a lot of like ideas for the space, you know, like a podcast studio we want to put in there and then have like women entrepreneurs who are good at it to help other women entrepreneurs that want to have podcasts, like help them get established with it. And um, so, yeah, there's lots of um, fun ideas for the space. So we're hoping that that uh, we'll have some kind of a, a a final decision made in the next week. 
It's not like what, it's like, we have so many ideas. It's more like, what, which one do we st- start yes, with? First? Yeah. Right, like right now we're just launching our first paid membership campaign, um, which is intended to help up-level the community experience for our women because we, and Taylor is like the sort of the, the bad guy with a lot of this culture setting stuff because people try all the time to like self-promote and kind of, and we have some serious rules, like, no, like we have to be collaborative. We're not, if we're not about promoting to each other, this is not what this is about. This is a collaborative experience. So the memberships are designed to put the force of the girl bosses behind our bosses, right? Like designed to turn us all as a community outward facing and show the world like, Hey, or the Tampa Bay area anyway, um, you know, through a business directory, through, um, you know, events and workshops and things like that. Like, this is, we're here together. You know, this is a force to be reckoned with. We actually have a meeting next week or two weeks from now with some members of the greenhouse and the city to start um, brainstorming some stuff for the holiday season for um, some of our bosses. We've got, gosh, so much, so much coming up. Sponsorships, uh, corporate partnerships. Exactly. Oh yeah. Sponsorships for the co-work space, um, corporate partnerships, and then um, our nonprofit when we have some time, (laughs) which will be probably early next year will be the like official kickoff, but there's a nonprofit so we can do things like provide scholarships and, you know, give back to communities and in terms of female entrepreneurship and stuff. So really when Taylor said world domination, um, she's not wrong. And we are welcoming everyone with open arms. The global component will be coming soon. And, you know, just, I mean, we add a thing and people love it and we're like, okay, cool. Let's do that. <laughs> like, Let's keep doing that. And we'll hopefully keep making magic for wonderful women like you and the women in our community for a long time, because um, they seem to love it. We love them. So let's, let's keep going. It makes the uh, aging divination that Lisa did for us before we started recording um, speaking about revolution seem very relevant. Yes. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> we're, we're proud that the universe decided that we should um, be the ones to lead the charge, but we're certainly mm-hmm. not alone. We have an enormous community behind us and we're so grateful. Yeah. We're, we're big believers in doing what we do for, um, for a greater, um, for the greater good and aligning with others and collaborative groups that are in that same vibe because you can't go wrong. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, and a good, and I want to say too, I was scrolling through Facebook. I try not to do that very often, but I'll get sucked into a real rabbit hole. But <laughs> I saw that there were some, um, there was a testimonial in your group and some women joined forces and created systems and businesses together and went into business since mm-hmm. the inception of the group. So mm-hmm. congratulations on that beautiful story and to them too. And I don't remember their names or their story, but I was so excited to see that. We've yeah, been that's... fortunate that we've had a lot of stories like that too. And just, there's another one that's one of my favorites. That is a woman that just opened, she had her grand opening, um, Marley Eisner, Sugar South. And she had posted her testimonial that she was really sad the morning of her grand opening, that her family's not around. And she was worried that she was going to be alone. And um, girl boss after girl boss showed up. Like she had a packed house and they were all us. And it just made me feel so good. Like she said that, you know, her business maybe would have gotten where it is, but nowhere near as quickly. And she felt truly supported and like she had a family here. So I thought that was fabulous. Like, you know, she had advice and and stuff in place, but just that, that piece where she felt supported was really, really cool. We get stuff like that all the time. Like, and they text him, we text him to each other and are like, look at this, like Taylor will get one and be like, guys, like it feels so good. Yes. Congratulations. I'm, I'm really proud to be a member of the community and especially in a place, um, you know, 
St. Petersburg is very much that small town, big city, but we're all from, a lot of us are from different locations without family and Mm -hmm. then starting a business. So you filled a void or answered a need, um, maybe with, without even realizing it (laughs) fully. (laughs) So congratulations. And also thank you for that. Um, Is there anything in, um, in today's conversation that we've glazed over that you want to touch on a little bit more? I think we covered it. <laughs> I could, I could talk for another two hours. But, I feel know. like we could talk all day. Um, so I don't think this is going to be the last time we'll be having this type of um, collaborative conversation. Um, so thank you so much for your time. And, and again, what you've created in community. And can thank you, you let us know briefly for any listeners who um, are not yet familiar with the St. Pete or Global Girl Bosses, how they can find you, how they can become members. Absolutely. They can find us online at stpetegirlboss.com. That's our website. Um, They can sign up for our email distribution list and see our memberships um, there. The memberships are only available for two weeks every quarter. So we have time to focus our resources on development in other places because launches are energetically um, time consuming. So Mm -hmm. they are only available for a short little window until July 26th. They can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash St. Pete Girl Bosses. Um, Or they can come to one of our famous coffees, which aren't at Chrislip anymore because there was too many people. We meet at Green Bench Brewing uh, at 9 a.m. on Friday mornings, 8.30 really, hard start at 9. And then we also meet at the Chelsea, which is um, near the factory in St. Pete at 6 p.m., 5.30, show up to chat. Um, on Tuesday nights. And that will probably expand. We're also working in some like happy hours and stuff. So, <laughs> but that's where we're at right now. And we welcome everybody with open arms. That's a, an entrepreneur in the general area. We have people all the way from Palm Harbor, Sarasota, who come for our meetings and um, they're all part of our, our crew. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I think you can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at St. Pete Girl Boss. If you are more of we a, have a TikTok media now. maven. Well, we have a TikTok. <laughs> what is, what, how can they find you? What's your handle? St. Pete Girl Boss. Okay. Awesome. On both of them. Yeah. Taylor just yeah, started our TikTok yesterday and it's, I love it. Yeah. And they'll eventually be a global girl boss website as well. We have that, but at, we're building the St. Pete one first, but then again, we've already had women, um, from all over that have heard about our group wanting to open chapters, which is what we are looking to do. So eventually there'll be a global one and then it'll be subcategorized kind of by state and stuff, but we're launching it with the local group and focusing on their needs. Um, And then that gives us a good idea when we go local like this to know how we do kind of want to, I don't want to say franchise, but chapter it out by learning from this experience that we're having here. Awesome. Well, thank you ladies so much for coming on. It was such a pleasure to have you. I know we're going to have, like Lisa said, continuations and, and I'm sure other girl bosses as well. We'd love to have them on and feature them on um, our podcast. So thanks everybody for listening and we'll talk to you in five minutes. Talk to you in five. Thanks for having us. Talk to you later. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank y'all so much for listening to our podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends so they can join our circle of collaboration on this journey. You can find us on Instagram at Conscious Collaboration Podcast. 
on Spotify, iTunes, and Audible, to name a few. Please join us next time for another deep dive into how you can live life in more alignment, mind, body, and business. Send us your questions and comments in our DMs or email us at consciouscollaborationpodcast at gmail.com. See you in five minutes.